Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. So this is a hilarious but sobering article from ESPN.com. Now, I love when when sports and healthcare and politics converges. So this is the this is the the epitome of a of a sports and healthcare story that's that's converging. Eighteen former NBA players were charged last Thursday with pocketing about two million dollars, two two and a half million dollars, illegally by defrauding the league's health and welfare benefit plan in a scam that authorities said involved claiming fictitious medical and dental expenses. The defendant's playbook involved fraud and deception. U.S. Attorney Audrey Strauss said in a news conference after FBI agents. Across the country arrested 15 former players and one of their wives after an alleged three-year conspiracy. Now we have a lot of we have the COVID conspiracy theorists. This was an actual literal conspiracy. This is like some some Rico the wire stuff. Like this is a this is a criminal conspiracy. Some stringer bell type stuff. Authorities say a conspiracy started in 2017. Arrests occurred in Washington State, my old stomping grounds, California, New York, Alabama, Illinois, Florida, Nevada, Georgia, and Tennessee. All were charged with conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud and wire fraud. Now, that's a, hey, I I talked about the the Randy Moss jersey number. Now, you ain't going to get a Randy Moss. You're not going to get 84 years. You know, you're you're not clapping somebody, but... The, the the potential penalty is up to 20 years in prison. So you're gonna do some time. Like that's not that's not petty larceny. You look, you mess, you mess with the with the with the with the government and the insurance system, you're you're definitely going to have your day in court. It's it's not gonna be good for you. Now here we go deeper. This is where it gets real interesting. Those charged included four NBA champions. So these people, these ain't, this is not G League dudes. This isn't somebody that that is just barely on the fringe of the NBA that's playing in, in Europe most of the time. This is this is Glenn Davis, big baby. Tony Allen, Tony Allen, Mr. Grindhouse himself. Uh, who were part of the title team in 2008 in Boston. Shannon Brown, who's a bum. But won two championships with the LA Lakers. Melvin Eli, I never even heard of him. So he was a, a bum. So he probably needed to scratch. Among other players charged, Tony Roten, Ruben Patterson. Now, Ruben Patterson used to refer to himself as the Kobe stopper. Rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant. Ruben Patterson played for the for the Trailblazers. And he was kind of like Tyron Lue was supposed to be the, the AI stopper. 
the Allen Iverson stopper, which, which really didn't work for him. Now, Ty, Ty Lue got a chip because he was playing on a team with Shaq and Kobe. I could have been out there getting lit up by AI. I was still going to get a chip because Kobe was putting up 33 a game. Shaq was putting up like 38 and 20 boards in that series against the 76ers, who I believe the next best player on their team was, was like Eric Snow or someone extremely insignificant. But another name, Darius Miles, who averaged double, double figures in his career for, for the NBA. Darius Miles, and remember Darius Miles in the headband? It was in the early days of Lob City in Los Angeles. Darius Miles was, was once the number three pick in the 2000 draft. Came directly from high school, averaged 10.1 points a game in his NBA career. Now, this is a, a very interesting story because Ruben Patterson, particularly, he, he got caught with a case. I don't have all the data, so I don't want to get into it. But he was, like, accused of being Me Too before Me Too was a hashtag. We didn't even have hashtags then. There was no Graham. Facebook and MySpace were fighting for global supremacy during this era. Remember MySpace? Remember how whack MySpace was? And and we were all in MySpace. Then Facebook came in, and and Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg flexed his 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 muscle, and that was the end of Tom from MySpace, the the MySpace guy. Although I assume that MySpace wasn't down a week ago, when when Facebook was down and, and the gram was down. I didn't even know it was down because I'm not a person that spends a lot of time on Facebook. I only have 833 followers on Instagram, and I'm very proud of that because I've been able to amass a small fortune because Lance J doesn't do radio for free. I've amassed a small fortune while having 833 followers on Instagram. I tell all these young people that I mentor, they all have, they all have 50,000, 75,000 people that follow them on Instagram. I always say that Instagram likes are not currency. I'm not able to pay my mortgage and car note with Instagram likes, but I digress. So you look at the cats like Tony, Tony Allen is, is kind of a trill dude, right? Like big baby. These, these guys kind of look like people that would be involved in such a nefarious activity, such as defrauding the federal government. Now you don't want to mess with claims. I put it on my quality VP hat now. Taking off my Sports Talk Radio host, Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence hat, but on a quality VP hat. You know, basically the, the premise of healthcare fraud is that you create reimbursement for services that were not necessarily rendered. So you kind of have this um, you have this nebulous billing, and there's a there's a scam, everybody's on on it in on it together. And you're basically creating claims and splitting the reimbursement dollars. So basically, if you're in a position to where you could go out and generate claims and generate claims revenue and put these fake claims in, you know, the doctor never renders the service. So the doctor's getting paid for something that that he or she didn't do and you're getting your cut. And you find a loophole in the system, you find doctors that are unscrupulous and willing to sign off on on those type of activities, then you're able to jerry-rig the system. You're able to go out and get revenue for stuff that wasn't provided and everybody splits the cut. 
I remember back in the day, I had some friends that got in a lot of trouble. Uh, some of them even did some, some jail time. Back in Huntsville, when I was at Oakland University, I had, I had friends that were taking guns from Alabama. And I can say this now, everybody, you know, it's all, all out in court papers and stuff. I'm not, I'm not snitching. I'm not, I'm not ratting. I'm not putting no names in. It's all come to fruition. It's in the news. You can read it. But people were taking, you know, you go out, it's very easy to get to get some guns in the South. I love guns, just for the record. I'm all over the, the map today. I, I love guns. One thing about me, a lot of people don't know. Um, if you see me in Nashville, there is a 99.9% chance that I'm armed. Because in, in Nashville and in Tennessee, you can, you can carry conceal or open carry. Now, I don't open carry because I'm black. Last thing I need is be walking down John Lewis Parkway in front of Paragon 7 Studios on Union Street, on the, uh, the corner of Union Street and John Lewis, and for someone to say that Negro, this big 260-pound Negro, bald Negro, is packing is packing steel because you know how that's going to end up. But I always got the toast on me. I'm not a thug. I live in a gated community. I'm not trying to be a tough guy, but I, but I always have a gun on me. I always have a burner on me. All time, because it's legal. It's my right as an American to got to, to to have the strap on. But back in the day, I knew people that were basically buying guns in the South, like pawn shops and stuff for cheap, and they were running them up to New York, Philly, D.C. places where it's a lot more difficult to get guns. You know, the North is different. It's different. If you listen in D.C., you can't walk around. I've lived on the West Coast. I've lived in Arizona, so I've lived places where you can smoke weed in front of a cop. That's not my thing, but I've also lived in Arizona, Tennessee, where you carry a gun on you. Everyone has guns. If you came to my, if you came to one of my employers, previous employers in Arizona, and you came in there with with ill intent, you were going to get return fire, guaranteed. Men, women, everybody, everybody had had burner on them. My my preferred. Firearm of choice is the is the ACP forty five. I'm happy to give a review on that at any at any given time. But I know people that were buying guns in the South. Where you get guns at a pawn shop for for hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, and they'd go up to to the north and they'd sell it for fifteen hundred bucks on the street, two thousand bucks on the street. People came in, they said, "Hey, James, that's before I was Lance J." James, you want to you want to put up five hundred bucks? We'll take that five hundred. We'll flip it. You'll get twenty five hundred back. And I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to jail over twenty five hundred bucks because you guys aren't really that bright, and you're not criminal masterminds. So what's going to happen is you won't get popped by by popo. You won't get popped because we're in Huntsville, Alabama. They don't have nothing to do but to surveil your arse. And unfortunately, that's what happened. But that's. That's kind of a story that's a parallel to, to what happens in, in fraud cases. When you make up claims that are non-existent and you send a claim to the insurance carrier for something that never happened and the insurance carrier reimburses the provider for something that never happened and as the person, because remember our doctors, their goal is to see four patients an hour. They eat what they kill. So if they can get paid to see four patients an hour and they actually only saw three patients an hour, they can see a fourth patient that hour and get over. They're able to drive revenue 
that they haven't really participated in. And I worked in quality audit. I've, I've been a quality VP. I've had to do special investigations on doctors that were doing fraudulent stuff, that were doing submitting fake claims. That there's no, there's no, there's no medical record for James Lewis going in to see his. I don't know. I'm pretty healthy now, but his Lyme disease doctor or his cardiologist, or whatever's going on. No medical record. There's a payment that was issued in an ICD ICD-10 code, but there's no medical record. So these guys that are doing that, you know, Darius Wells and 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 Mr. Grindhouse, Tony Allen, and those guys, you know, Big Baby, these are not the brightest of NBA players. But I didn't think I didn't think there was a situation where where they was gonna have to steal money from 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 insurers. And the one thing you don't want to mess with, there are crimes that you can get yourself into. And I know I read that Clint Portis, he's in a very similar situation because he was running a he was running a healthcare fraud scheme. And, and Clint Portis in he's a he's a you guy. There's a there's a theme here. These aren't these aren't these aren't the most academic of people. Is that a, is that a polite thing to say? And I've never I've never heard Tony Allen talk, and I was like, man, this guy is really sharp. Glenn Davis doesn't seem like like the like the most brilliant star in the galaxy. But what you don't want to do, and you want to talk about ways to mess your life up, we're talking about the Randy Moss. You ain't gonna get hit with the Randy Moss, but you're gonna get hit with the Patrick Mahomes, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to participate in wire fraud. You don't want to mess with that. Because if you ever watch The Wire, which is one of my favorite shows, that's what took Clay Davis down. Lester Freeman hit him with the headshot. They got him on wire fraud, and Clay Davis had been had been pilfering money from the, the community in West Baltimore for many years. They got him on a wire fraud case, and he was cooked. And I'm saying these guys is one thing. To be messing around, dinking around with, with some scam. You know, a lot of people are running some scam or something like that. But you don't want to be involved in no wire fraud, man. Not with the insurance. The federal government and the insurance companies, they don't play. They're not gonna, they they don't play with 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 kickbacks. You know, whether you're going to your dentist or your your chiropractor or your cardiologist or your orthopedic surgeon, they don't mess around with those kickbacks. They don't like you trying to defraud the system. I mean, the healthcare is 20, 20% of GDP. They want that. They want that guap. Insurance executives can be very, very greedy. That's part of the reason I'm not an insurance executive anymore. I have stories about that. And my NDA is up. So I can say whatever I want. But you don't want to get hit with the headshot, man. You don't want to be messing around with federal fraud. I mean, once you, once you, once you, once you wire that money from one account, to the other, you you you've put yourself in a bad situation. Like I said, you ain't gonna get hit with the Brandy Moss. You're not gonna get 84 years for that, but you get hit with the Pat Mahomes. You gonna do 10 years in prison, and this is federal prison. And the Fed time, they don't release you for good behavior. You talk about suiting up like Rick Fox on Oz. You playing you playing in jail in in the in the jail. AAU tournament putting up 70 points 
but but it's in a cage on Rikers Island, and that's that's not what you want, man. You don't you 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 don't want to get hit with a Patrick Mahomes and and have to do double digit years in in prison, even if it's in a minimum security, but it's federal prison. You can do every day at that time. Paragon Seven Studios. <laughs> Paragon, Paragon 7, Seven Studios. Studios. Mr. McDowell. What is it? Sir, I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. It was a most ripping victory. Son, I'm just going to tell you this one time. Yes, sir. You want to keep working here. Stay off the drugs. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Paid off like the assassin. Now I'm blasting, I'm taking over. Stick you for your blue range rover. I told you, Rampage, your real life soldier. Been in the game since the age of 13. James Lewis. Dwelling south of the Hudson. New Jerusalem is seclusion. Uh, Using fake pseudonyms. Yeah. I'm true bad. My travels like a schizo with two tabs with do-rags hanging from my pocket. Huh. What, boy? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to industriousoffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at industriousoffice.com. You don't know me. Probably never will. But I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card. And yet, I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to. If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind. In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are the stories. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan. I know we're on. Uh, shout out to everybody once again. We're still getting acclimated in the D.C. market. <clears throat> if you ever have... If you ever want to interact with the host, you can follow me on at Paragon 7 Studios. That's a seven, the number seven V-E-N. Send me comments about the show. If you like the show, if you dislike the show, if you think that I suck, if you think that I'm funny, if you like John and April coming in and some of the guests, leave us, leave us some comments. Give us some feedback. We're getting good feedback from Urban One. I'm hoping that we can start securing more sponsors Want to get into Atlanta and want to get into Charlotte. Those are the next two markets that are very important for what I'm trying to do, especially with the, with the HealthCast series. Isaac Palmer is, is kicking tail, having some great interviews, have David Meyer coming in. The Smirk and Lino will be back in pretty soon. And Adriana will be back in pretty soon. It's good to, good to, I was just talking to Adriana a couple days ago. And we've been on hiatus for the summer, but Adriana will be coming in. 
and bringing her 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 black girl magic and her talents and hilarity and understanding of of millennial and and Gen Z culture, which is way over my head. So she'll probably really love Certified Lover Boy. We'll be arguing over which album is better. Is it Certified Lover Boy or some underground album that I listen to that she's probably never heard of? But back to Dave Chappelle. I'm a, I'm a fan of Dave Chappelle. I love, I think the best, I think that he's really like the reincarnation of George Carlin. He really gives zero bleeps. He says whatever he wants to say. He ridicules his own. He ridicules black people. He ridicules white people. His wife's Asian. He ridicules Asian people. He ridicules people from different areas of the country. And he's been one of the few people that's gone hard. He goes hard to paint on the LGBTQ community. And I feel like he's the only person. He has a Charles Barkley level of immunity where he can say whatever he wants to say. Cause it's Dave Chappelle, man. It's the Chappelle show. I'm, I'm Rick James. He's done things that no one has really done from a sketch comedy perspective and, and Chappelle's show the great thing about Chappelle's show it's still just as funny and this thing was on when I was in college it's just as funny now as it was when I was in college or in graduate school it's just as funny the show is just as funny it's classic stuff that's that's hilarious 23 24 years later but his obsession and I know that the LGBT community has gone hard after him. So I, I understand he talks a lot of his, his comedy about people coming up to him. He's just minding his business. Dave Spell lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. I lived in Dayton, Ohio for many years. So Yellow Springs is about 30, 40 minutes from Dayton, Ohio. It's very nice, kind of a farm community. It's, it's out in the country. I would go out to Yellow Springs. They had great ice cream out there. It's very quiet out there. And there's a lot of land. There's people... You don't have to be rich to live there, but it's a it's a place where people have acreage and people have plantations and stuff like that. It's a nice little community. They have some nice little shops there. It's it's very if if you want to go to to a idyllic type of community with Amish people and, and people from the country that just want to live their lives quietly and not in the rat race of Western hemisphere culture society. Yellow Springs, Ohio is a, is a great place to be. And I understand that he talks about, Hey, he's just minding his business, man. He's at, he's trying to get a burger or some fries or he's at a Walmart. He's pumping gas. He's minding his own business. And somebody comes up to him from the LGBTQ community and they start yelling at him or, or it's not even that. It could be someone that he made a comment about a specific race that was a joke to him. That was funny to a lot of people that watched it or heard it, but it was not funny to the person that was touched by this in a negative manner. And people, people have given him a lot of negative feedback. I'm sure he's gotten called all sorts of uh, darkies and, and coons and other things that I can't say on terrestrial radio about his race. So I get that Dave Chappelle has a different point of view than me and you have on this. But but I felt with his latest special, 
where he recorded in in Detroit, and I think this was his last his last Netflix special on 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 the contract that he had with with Netflix. The one that just came out last week, I I didn't I wasn't feeling it. I'm be honest with you, I didn't like it. I thought the Equanimity and Bird Revolution. I thought they have some of his best work. It was phenomenal work that that he did. But in this one, this latest one, I just I don't have the name right in front of me. The latest one that came out, he spent the entire set talking about transphobic stuff and and glad and the LGBT community and transsexuals and making crash jokes. And I, I just think I think it was an overkill. And it, and it really got me to wondering why why is he so obsessed? With that, and why are we as a society so obsessed with what people want to do? Now, I understand the parallel. When Dave Chappelle first started, I understood the parallel. And the name of the, the name of the special is the closer. I understood the parallel because he's basically saying that, and he's very deliberate about it. He says that it's easier for Caitlyn Jenner to to change her gender than it was for Muhammad Ali to change his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. And I actually, that resonates with me. I've never liked it, and, and I'm not anti-LGBTQ. I've, I've, I'm very pro every group. I lived, I lived in Seattle on Capitol Hill, which is a extremely, they had rainbow flags painted where the rainbows painted on the crosswalks. And that was my community. Wonderful. Everybody in that community is just great people. Gay, straight, trans, don't care what you're doing. Male, female, I don't care. It's none of my business. If you're a good person, I rock with you. If you're a D-bag, I'm not going to rock with you. doesn't matter if you look like me, have the same politics as me. I'm not going to rock with you. And I think that's the best way to go. But I, I just don't understand in this. He... He's really obsessed with this group and his culture. And it just it just kind of bothered me. It didn't it didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. I mean, I love Dave Spell's comedy. I love his willingness to say whatever he wants. I love his willingness to be to be pro-black. What he said about George Floyd in that special, that was nine minutes roughly for the time that that the policeman kneeled on his neck, that scumbag. And he said George Floyd wasn't a hero. But you made him a hero. I love that, but I don't. I don't. I don't like this banging on on the LGBT community. I don't. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's fresh, and I don't think it's original. I think it's. I think it's played out and it's overplayed. You know. I think. I think this particular special was a flop. I didn't like it. I didn't like the the tone. There. There wasn't. It wasn't a lighthearted tone. This was vitriol and anger coming out of Dave Chappelle, and um, you know, I was really. I was really disappointed, man. It's just like this guy is up there. In goat territory. And this guy's done things in African American community comedy that we haven't seen since the prior days. And he's way up there. But but this this was a this was a misstep. This this was not not entertaining. And it was from a very dark place and I didn't like it. Lance Day Show.
Network. AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J sent you.